0: everybody. This is Zach from Into the Dark Blue, and today I'm here with Robert Patton, the creator and CEO of Sheath Underwear. It's created an amazing new kind of underwear for men grossing over $1 million a year. And he's more than just a business. Sheath works with uh, Socks for Soldiers and donates a large portion of their unsold underwear each year to the homeless. There's all kinds of great stuff going on with these guys. So how are you doing, Robert? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. No problem. Thanks for coming. We're really excited to talk to you. Before we get going, let's uh, crack open these beers, huh?
1: Yes, absolutely. All right. What are you drinking today? I have a traditional red lager from Budweiser. Somebody left it at my house. I don't drink that much, so but I have all, UFC parties, and I drink usually during those events. Let's see what you got. It's not bad. <laughs> um, it's not my favorite, but you know what? I, I might. One of my favorite beers is like on on tap, like a Blue Moon. I think that might be kind of a sissy drink, but I like those. Oh no, that's a great go-to. Yeah. It goes down easy. It's, like, refreshing a little bit. Oh,
0: definitely. Yeah, it's one of my favorites, like, during the during the summer. Definitely a good call. What do you got? I'm drinking, it's an IPA from Freem Brewing. Their bottles, I like their bottles because it looks super classy with the, the black and gold label. It's always appealing. The good thing is the beer inside is usually pretty good, too.
1: So I don't drink too much. I do partake in other substances, <laughs> like, like <laughs> marijuana, particularly. I don't know if that's uh, Okay to talk about on here, but it is legal where I'm at. I'm in Colorado. And oh, nice. Yeah, I kind of use it recreationally and medically. I think it definitely can like decrease stress and or increase it depending on, uh, on the situation. Some, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get a little bit more freaked out about whatever it is that I was thinking about, and I get a little paranoid. And <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean, I've heard people say that that can be good. You know, that paranoia is like drawing attention to something that needs attention, and you should focus on that thing instead of ignoring it. Whereas like other substances might kind of dull those thoughts.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: You know, marijuana can enhance what's important. And I'm pretty I'm pretty active. I don't get stoned and watch movies all day or anything. I'm <laughs> run a wake and bake type. <laughs> no, not. I, I get up to work out and get some work done. I'll smoke mid morning. So I do smoke in the morning, but it's a medicine. So what are you gonna do? And speaking of medicines, they just decriminalized psilocybin mushrooms here in Denver.
0: Oh wow. You know, that's one I've never done, actually, and I, I've always wanted to. I think that these things exist in nature for a reason, I think that there's some sort of purpose to them. Absolutely, but obviously you can't do it too often. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Everything in moderation is very important.
1: I, I mean, this might be too much, but like w- once every three months, maybe once every six um, months, something that I, I could subscribe to because you just get... Uh, this reborn feeling uh i remember i was yeah i was graduating from college with my mba i was running sheath at the time this wasn't that long ago and i just graduated and i had all of this weird pressure on me like what are you going to do now type of a thing and i was using my money from the gi bill because i had served in the army to pay for my college and they also give you money to live on and i was using that money because sheath was not successful yet. I was just barely getting it off the ground and anyways, it's like all this pressure of, okay, now's you know, your time to make a man like, make a man of yourself or whatever and a lot of pressure so I took these mushrooms, just one gram, very like minor amount but I, I walked into the woods and I felt my brain just felt like warm water was pouring over it and it's like it was washing away all of the things that were bothering me like That's who amazing. who I thought I was, such as a father, a soldier, a veteran, a CEO, and you know all these things, a son and like it was so weird. it was just like, no, you're just you're just Bobby and you know, you're just like you're a baby, you just grew up and you have a fresh start and it was one yeah. of the most profound feelings I've had in my life. I just started over. If you want to be re- cool. reborn, come to Denver. It's le- it's legal now. It's just decriminalized, so
0: that's great. Like to have the opportunity to, to have that experience, I think is really important. It's become such a taboo over the years. How can we can drink? Twelve shots and then drive home and it's yeah. okay and then can't eat a little piece of a mushroom. Totally. This
1: stuff has been studied and there are, I mean, I was watching Fox News, forgive me everyone, and they had this guy, you know, talking about the benefits of psilocybin mushrooms because they had just passed it and they were almost like trying to mock the guy, but he was so together and spoke very professionally, and you know, it's, it's not about partying. We're not here to go see the walls breathing and psychedelic color.
0: So, we're really focused on positive masculinity and really breaking the mold in terms of what it means to be a man um, and social expectations on men.
1: We're still humans, we're still here, we still count, we still matter. We want to help make it better just as much as anybody else. Yeah, Um, I like that. Okay, I like this. I was (laughs) curious what... Into the Dark Blue stood for, exactly.
0: So the whole concept of Into the Dark Blue is all about the community that we create as men and the people that are important to us in our lives. Absolutely. Into the Dark Blue is actually a little bit of an inside joke between me and Jeff and a couple of our other friends. And it's just a matter of having that support of other men that you can just talk to about anything. The things that we're expected to not talk about on a regular basis, you know, our fears, our concerns, our passions, all of the things That we're supposed to be stoic about and just be like, oh, I'm a man and that's all I do. Yeah, I like that. I
1: have a good group of friends. Shout out to my CEO group here in Colorado Springs. We all own our own businesses and it's a camaraderie between us that we you know, have. But we all have our own kind of like struggles. We're still human with feelings. I, I really like the premise of the podcast. I mean, like, you have Joe Rogan, but he'll be like, shut up, pussy, and, you
0: know, quit
1: whining. Which, and it's funny, and it's true, but at the same time, like... You know, if we're supposed to just shut up and quit whining, it's like, problems don't get solved. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and we don't want to be left behind. Like, it's this weird thing where it's like, you can't, you want to lift somebody else up. It should be, like... Exactly. We all rise up together because at the end of the day,
0: like you know, I didn't, I didn't do anything to anyone. It's just a cycle, what it turns into, you know. And and if we don't learn to say, okay, well, these are the things that we shouldn't be doing as men. These are the things we should be doing as men. Then I, I don't think that that there's any room for that, that any change. For that cycle, because there's just we continue calling women bitches and we continue, you know, talking like this locker room talk that everybody's condoning and like it's like it's OK, you know, mm-hmm. And um, you know, if we don't start getting rid of those attitudes and that vernacular, mm-hmm. uh, it's just never going to end. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we I'm all need win. to be nice. They don't exactly have to be good good to each other and not like with my girlfriend we both had i was married she was married and we've had bad relationships and some and those relationships can go south when you start calling each other names once you lower yourself to that level it's like you're not having a conversation anymore you're just being mean and you're shutting down the other side we all need to have discourse and, and work our way through this with dialogue not be just told you're wrong shut up you know, no, no, I have to, I'm here too. Like I have to live here. And I'm a <laughs> quasi, I mean, I'm not even that successful. You know, I was talking about my CEO group. We all, uh, we're, we're all doing okay, but.
0: But it took a lot of hard work, you know, it took dude, a lot of time and effort to get to where you're at, you know, and years. I mean, you guys have been up and running for what, nine years, right? Yeah. I mean, essentially, I mean, I had the idea in 2008. So the whole point of into the dark blues to be able to have conversations about how to be masculine without being an asshole or without being a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about about sheath and uh, where you where you come from with the whole concept and all that.
1: Awesome. Thank you again for having me on here. And I just want to shout out to your Instagram page, into the underscore dark blue. Very cool, very positive. And I'm definitely happy to be on here and to be talking about some positive things for men. So I was in the army in 2008. I joined in 2006 in the height of the war. But it wasn't like I was this great patriot. You know, I was joining for a good cause. But at the same time, I was kind of like down on my luck. And they were handing out bonuses. And I felt, funnily enough, I felt like I wasn't a man. I felt like I wasn't living up to like all these soldiers that were heroes on TV and I'm just like working in a payroll office uh, in a cubicle and you know barely making it mm-hmm. so that that really had a, a, an effect on me because I, all these guys are coming home as heroes and I'm just like nobody so I joined and I kicked ass like I tell you what I was one of the older <laughs> people because I was 26 at the time and most people that uh-huh. join are like 18 to 20 And and maybe it was the mindset but I dominated in physical fitness. I won like the biggest award you can get out of basic training for physical fitness. Uh, I came in second for marksmanship, third for leadership. And I was never really good with the regulations, learning all the regulations. So I did not do very well. Later that year, 2006, we were in Iraq that same year. So I went to basic training, got to my unit and was in Iraq that same year. Did uh, six months. I saw hundreds, hundreds of people we're not alive anymore so i've seen the worst of the worst and it's not fun i definitely do not put that on anyone it changes you um sure you yeah your innocence is lost like i do not sleep well at night and i go to therapy to this day a decade later for multiple reasons but yeah um, I just, I'm, tr- I'm still trying to figure it all out, but I got through it. I powered through it. I'm a band, you know, you don't cry or complain. You just push through. And, uh, so I, that first deployment successful came home, got, I, I made rank, you know, I, I got, became a Sergeant, which is not easy to do. You know, you have to go pass a board and go to school and do all these things. Like I got my air assault wings. I was really into the whole right. life of the soldier. It's re- it is actually really cool for people that think it's dumb if to go in the army it's really not if you have the right intentions and you don't have to go and deploy as much as they were making all of us deploy because i went right back into i was back by the end of 2007 i think mm-hmm. um and so ooh, was that true well maybe it was early 2008 because it was 2008 on my second tour when i had the idea for sheath this time i'm there and i'm the ncoic which is a non-commissioned officer in charge leading a group of six people i took them into a, it's called Tikrit, uh, a camp, Spiker it was just you know like a a base, a forward operating base in Iraq, and we had a mission there, and we just had we had to take care of certain things. This particular tour was far less busy than my first one. A lot of downtime, which is good. And still, the summer in Iraq hotter than the devil's balls, and just like (laughs) really,
0: I love that line. Yeah,
1: just like the air conditioning went out where we were living. I we were going on a mission, and you have to get like full battle rattle, geared up with ballistic vest, helmet, lock and load, and all the stuff. And all I can sit there and think about is how I want to. I want balls itch. Uh, And it was worse than that because this had been like, yeah, I mean, and I had this army issue underwear that were just like, like very saggy. They were sagging, but in those conditions, underwear is not just underwear. It (laughs) it matters more. And so, you know, I was so uncomfortable. I had like one of these moments, these aha moments where it's just like, what if there was a pouch on the inside that could isolate everything and keep me from needing to readjust. And so, I literally went with. Well, they have stores there, they're called a PX, which is essentially uh-huh. like a little mini Walmart. Were you in the military at all?
0: I was not. My dad was Air Force though for 20 some odd years, yeah, and mine too. No, I have good experience with, uh, <laughs> with all of that. So, yeah,
1: my dad was too. And that's but they do have stores in Iraq on our base. So, I went to the store, I got some fabric, I got I bought underwear. And if you look at our underwear, it's not that mind blowing, it's not like this. Great Not new from the te- Technological feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they look like regular underwear on the outside, but it has this. Yeah. Thing, has the pouch on the inside.
0: And Absolutely. I- like I seriously, I tried them for the first time about a year ago, and got about five pair of them. Uh, just because I was so excited about the concept. And I literally will not wear anything else <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're the man. And a lot of guys I, say that. You're too kind. And, but
0: I I, I agree. I, re- I like them. I love them.
1: I, my drawer is like overflowing with all the designs. I need to get rid of some of the old ones. But I, I made my first uh, prototype in Iraq. And it sort of like started from there. But I was really just doing it for me. Even though I do have an yeah. entrepreneurial sort of a background and, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, mindset, I kinda dead set on doing twenty years in the army and I wasn't really concerned about starting a business. So I made right. something for me and then but I would mention it to my friends. you know, I was just like, Oh with this separation and the pouch and the yeah. underwear.
0: So did you just sew it into the underwear that you bought? Like
1: Essentially. Initially, yeah. And that's yeah. actually a lesson, like for any entrepreneurs out there who have an idea, but it's a very grandiose idea. Sometimes it's, it's better to simplify, like, simplify it to its simplest possible design, because I had this idea and, uh, and, yeah Yeah yeah. I was going to ask you about that. The key idea, the year 2000. I was 20 years old. I'd actually just gotten out of jail for some things. I was a bad boy. But I'm I'm starting a new life. I moved from Georgia, where I was bad. I moved to California, where I was starting over, and got a Mm. job doing accounting stuff through a temp agency. But somehow, some way, I came up with this idea for that keys, which we carry in our pocket all day, every day, could be less mundane and more artistic. And um, you know, it's like it could be like jewelry. (laughs) And and then, then my mind started wondering. I was probably smoking bong hit or something I was like yeah that's a great idea so I wanted them I wanted the keys to be stamped like a quarter is with the design like on an imprint instead of painted on and I was very particular about it I wanted it to be this particular way Mm -hmm. and that's how it had to be and at the time the internet was barely functioning
0: Was there a time such as that? (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, it wasn't that long ago. And it was, you know, dial up, you're downloading free music because it's like the cool thing to do at the time. But I couldn't find like a manufacturer in China like I can today, or at least I didn't even know that that was an option. And and I went to this guy that I used to work for that did metal heatment treating or metal treatment heating stuff. And, And, you know, I was telling him about my idea and he was just like, it wasn't going smoothly i had had a rich uncle at the time i told him about it and he was just like yeah yeah whatever good luck but five years later after i had given up on it because it was too hard and that's like the key to success is never give up if you have an Ah. idea you have to stick it through it's going to be hard for anyone absolutely
0: absolutely yeah
1: you know if i learned from that failure to not give up on sheath first of all but also to keep it simple keep the design simple you know i could have just painted the design on the keys like the people did in, in that got it up and running, but rather, you know, and I could I could have made the pouch like super elaborate and, and like, and, and some other uh, some of our other company our competitors are doing that, and I feel like ours is just superior in a lot of different ways because oh, of definitely. the simplicity. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, and you have the double pouch too, which is uh, really uncommon. I mean, you're the only company I've seen with the double pouch. Which you know, I've had the I've had the the single pouch before. I've I've had Underwear from other companies, where it's just the one pouch for, you know, separates your legs from everything. Yes, um, exactly. But, but uh it's amazing how uncomfortable it is to have everything touching. You know, it, it all rubs, and it's like at the end of the day, it's just like it just feels gross. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's so hot and sticky, and especially in Texas.
0: Right. Yep. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I spent I spent plenty of time in Texas, and uh, <laughs> the the humidity there definitely makes it difficult
1: so if you're in texas if you're on the east coast southeast Sheath is the answer to your problems downstairs oh, absolutely. like absolutely. florida florida all those you know southeast states, but florida in prim- primarily is is like our Biggest region for for new customers because they just you know you just start searching for it you know and 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 people tell me oh what's that?
0: So because swamp ass is a real thing.
1: Yeah, we don't even have to advertise really. You know, they're just like searching Google. Where is it? That is in a nutshell. No pun intended. Lol. (laughs) <laughs> you know it all started in Iraq and then it just kind of that was 2008 and I, we really didn't get moving forward until about 2010 and then we hit a three-year roadblock oh, due, wow. to, due to some poor decision making I, you know I was just I was so excited to get it onto the market I rushed production spent my last five thousand dollars on this production and it was not up to the standards of what people would have wanted but it, I had to start over essentially but I didn't give up, and that was was you know why I'm still here. Awesome, a lot that's of a great are,
0: thing to to take away from that. We're back. Hey, so your connection with the UFC. I see a lot of uh, sheath working with UFC fighters and I'm curious what, uh, what your motivation, your personal motivation is for working with UFC fighters.
1: Right on, yes. I just actually really like it. I think that it's great for young men and women to get involved into mixed martial arts. I think it's a great way to learn discipline and uh, what you're capable of and really put yourself to the test and the type of character that it takes to step into a cage and the training and the preparation is like a metaphor for life to me much more so than other sports might be Mm -hmm. because you're 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 on you're by yourself for the most part but you have this team behind you that's preparing you which is a like a side note i grew up watching it with my dad i started training when i was 20 ish with a friend of mine um never really got very good but i felt the value and the confidence that increased from just practicing, just learning a martial art. You never used it, per se, but the knowledge that it provided for a self-defense, it just... I I would walk down the street, and I wouldn't be, like, scared or intimidated. Even if the guy was bigger, for whatever reason, I felt like, okay,
0: whatever, dude. Some kind of way to respond if something happened.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And jujitsu, in my opinion, judo, karate, Uh muay thai, those are... And maybe boxing, too. Just learning something... To help you feel more like a man. I don't know. There was something really powerful about it. And I just like watching it. I think it's a great sport to promote underwear because they all weigh in in their underwear. You know? Yep, and definitely yeah. And there's, and you know, it used to be just men. They introduced a women to the UFC. We introduced a women's line. It was, and we were, I was against doing that introducing a women's line for seven years I was like no you know I was like dead (laughs) set against it
0: yeah well I'll tell you what my girlfriend's super excited about trying the women's ones as well she's heard me talking about sheath like I don't, I don't shut up about it I'm just like oh man I'm so comfortable thank <laughs> and, you uh, since I don't shut up about it she's just like you know I think I might want to try it <laughs> so yeah I mean I think it was it was a good move you know to get the ladies involved and like and I don't know I've seen uh, some of your Instagram posts with the ladies and, the exactly. sheath and like those things look pretty good that's
1: so. it, it totally um, livened up our social media pages, cause it was all dudes below the belt line, you know, like all oh, dudes' right, right. for years. And that's when I managed the social media mostly, like the first few years. So all I see is like dudes in their underwear, dudes in their underwear. And finally one day, you know, some like people get the wrong impression of me, but just because I own an underwear company, does not mean that I'm gay. <laughs> I would get a lot of solicitations from guys online and I'm just uh-huh. like, what kind of vibe am I sending out? Come to find out, <laughs> even my girlfriend thought I was gay when I first met her. But oh, really, <laughs> yeah, and it's it is what it is. But oh, where like I got one last picture that I would not want to receive ever again from some guy, and I was, and I don't know what it was. That that's what I mean. I just I was like, okay, we're doing a women's line, so we started the women's line, <laughs> and we just like you said, it's it's livened up the The social media and yeah. it's opening it up to fifty percent of the market. A lot of women buy underwear for their men, anyways.
0: I think it's like fifty-one percent. Yeah. So yeah, so
1: we <laughs> open ourselves up for more business. Victoria's Secret is kind of like played out. You know, it was a good time, and it's doing well. Yeah, you know, the '90s were great. Exactly. <laughs> and now we're and 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 you know we sell like matching sets for the ladies and the real other thing though that the women because obviously there's no pouch the women were requesting underwear that had the same fabric that our, you know the men's fabric does. oh well.
0: yeah because it's so soft it's, yeah exactly so you know that actually that whole thing actually opens up a really great segue to what i wanted to talk about next just in terms of of masculinity um, toxic masculinity versus positive masculinity and your perspective on that uh, especially with having experiences where people think you're gay when you're not, and I've had similar experiences as well. Um, because you know, I'm not a big fan of sports. Um, I'm into art and music and things like that. Yeah. And you know, I have been hit on by men. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Personally, I take it as a as compliment. You know, For like sure. when a gay when a gay man approaches me and says they're interested, I'm just like, I must be doing something right. Yeah. But <laughs> but I'm definitely into women. Yeah. So, and I think maybe when you're younger, it takes a little bit of time to get to a place where you understand that and you're okay with that. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to be underestimated or told one way or another, just based off of people's perceptions of you. So I'm curious what your perception of masculinity is and...
1: I think boys should be boys girls should be girls I, th- I think we have our gender roles but they do blur from time to time and that's fine also because nobody is the same regarding like I've grown into myself and like I'm no longer I wasn't necessarily ever even offended that a gay guy would be into me the problem I would have with that is when you tell them you're not gay and they're like you just don't know you're gay I'm gonna oh, make yeah. I'm gonna make you gay and I and I, I was trying to be a friend to this guy because he was struggling, you know, he's like finding friends. I was like, Yeah, I'll hang out with you because I'm like, we can be friends. Just cause you're gay doesn't mean we can't be friends. But then it turned out he didn't want to just be friends and I ended up having to kick him out of my apartment because he was getting a little handsy and uh. I was just like I was like, Bro, I was like, dude. I mean, so anyway, and and that's maybe how women feel with guys that are too aggressive. And I could understand why they, you know, might be intimidated sometimes. And you know, things to sort of change and men to be more sympathetic to their struggles as women just walking down the street and getting catcalled. Well. Yeah, I get that. But there's like a a line and I think the line, it's gotten to the point where we're not even really doing anything like that bad and we're getting called out for being like toxically masculine and it's just like we're mansplaining. But I was just talking, I'm not, I'm just telling you something. I'm not trying to be toxically masculine. I'm just, we're having a conversation. Women explain stuff to me all the time. Trust me. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, just listen, like don't turn it into something that it's not. There are bad right. people. They're bad guys. Those people should be punished yeah. or reprimanded. But, like, don't put us all into this category just because Trump yeah. is grabbing pussies and whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't agree.
0: With, I didn't necessarily agree with that. Like, I don't think many of us do. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, there's definitely a culture out there of toxic masculinity. Like, I, since Josh and I have started this podcast, um, just doing the social media stuff, I've been adding people, adding, like, are following people who are focused on masculinity and things like that. And some of the comments that I read from men commenting on these posts about being a man or whatever, it's it's pretty bad, man. Like, it's pretty scary how some of these guys think. It really, it really is. is. <laughs> the thing is, that's such a small percentage of men out there, I think. And unfortunately, we all get put in that box that we all think about, think about life in the way that these guys do. Yeah,
1: uh, and I mean, people – but then you also kind of have to – Taking into considerate, people exaggerate. I doubt, you know, they're all these hoes and like this. I mean, maybe they are, and and, and but but I'm but I also know it's exaggerated.
0: Uh, yeah, no, th- no,
1: that's like the next level of you know using your masculinity, like taking advantage of of girls with your power. If you're a yeah, celebrity, the they're gonna like give themselves up to you more easily, and then you take advantage of that, and then that's gross.
0: There are some people who ruin it for everyone else. Yep. On- all sides, yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, they really are, you know. Um, but you know, the thing is, like, as boys, I mean, you grew, you grew up in the '80s and '90s, like I did, yeah. And so, yes. you know, we we had boy toys and girl toys, and the boy toys were like Army Men and just more mm-hmm. violent.
1: Yeah, uh, Transformers, humans,
0: uh, right, like exactly. All Ninja Turtles, GI yes. uh, Joe, all of that stuff. While girls had Barbie and My Little Pony, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it was it's it's a very clear distinction. Like you're supposed to be this, and you're supposed to be that. I think a lot of that. Personally, I think a lot of violent toys that we were given as boys. Kind of just a small indicator of what we were taught to be um yeah and our generation i think is finally starting to realize that there's a problem with that
1: the problem with that is i think they made the toys based on what the kids wanted rather than made the toys to like teach the kids to be violent however it does shape the perspective of what a man is supposed to be this like big he-man look they give these unrealistic expectations of what you're supposed to be like either super strong heroic guy or barbie Mm -hmm. you know on the other side there was definitely some influence on the toys that gave us unrealistic expectations however i think i would have played with the trucks as opposed to the Barbie dolls. <laughs> the only reason I like the Barbie dolls is because they were naked. And I was just like, you yeah, know, was I was like...
0: Introduction to what a woman looks like. and it's like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as anatomically incorrect as it was. It was like, oh, those are boobs. <laughs> yeah. No nipples.
1: But yeah, right, it was right. all... <laughs> it, it gets weird. It, I mean, we start analyzing how we are shaped by, cult, you know, society and culture. I mean, movies, music. Yeah it's what we want for whatever reason we go we gravitate to to the movies that are violent and to rap and
0: we i think there's some definitely instinctual stuff there as well um you know I, I for me personally it's like more the overall message like to be a man you're supposed to be you're not supposed to cry and you're I cry? To not show I emotion
1: so much like it's <laughs> embarrassing
0: I have really enjoyed talking to you, man. It's been really great hearing some of the things that, that got you where you're at today.
1: Yeah, it's fun uh, to, to talk about it. I like it. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Give us a little bit about uh, what Sheath is doing now. To tell us where you're going. Yeah, we just got our biggest shipment
1: ever. We have all of our inventory available at sheathunderwear.com minus a couple of items, red and white. I think we're out of again. That's one of our biggest problems is selling out. So it's all there now. Go there, (laughs) (laughs) sheathunderwear.com. You can use promo code darkblue to save 25%. And we'll know that that came from listening to this or checking out their Instagram page. Check out our Instagram page, at sheathunderwear. Sign up for our email list because we give ridiculously good discounts especially on holidays and things of that sort
0: big shout out to sean uh, mcconnell and katie mccubbin um they man they heard about into the dark blue and got really excited about it and the possibility of working with sheath and so i really appreciate those guys and opening up the opportunity to talk to robert here sean shout out
1: sean and katie love you too because they helped me so much on uh, with sheath without them (laughs) it, it wouldn't go so smoothly
0: that's awesome well, cool. Yeah, I've I've known the two of them for some time now, and like uh, since they were since they were teenagers, actually. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's been pretty cool to watch the two of them get where they are now. So, thank you so much for talking with me today. And uh, everybody, remember uh, check us out at intothedarkblue.com. Also, um, Instagram at into the underscore dark blue. Yeah, it's very and, uh,
1: It's all positive stuff. I like
0: it. Thank you. Yeah, that's our goal is just to really be positive about about being men. So. Definitely, as Robert said, check out the promo code DARKBLUE at Sheath Underwear for that 25% off. You will not regret it, guys, and your balls will thank you.
1: Thank you so much again. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't go off the deep end too far with anything. It was a very fun conversation, and I, I look forward to seeing what else you put out.